Hey, I'm Rachel May, country singer-songwriter and host of Mama's Cup of Ambition, the podcast for ambitious mamas with big dreams and little kids. Or maybe your kids aren't so little anymore, but your dreams are still just as big as ever. Wherever you find yourself in your motherhood journey, if you've got ambitious goals that you're longing to achieve and you're looking to spark inspiration, cultivate motivation, and develop community with like-minded mamas, you're in the right place. As a new mama myself, I created this show as a place for honest and empowering conversations about motherhood, entrepreneurship, and dream chasing. So grab a notebook, top off that cup of coffee, and let's turn our goals into action plans and our dreams into reality together. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hello and welcome to episode number seven of Mama's Cup of Ambition. I can't believe we're already on episode seven because I feel like I was just ruminating on ideas for creating a podcast like this with my husband, Gabe. And now not only is it in existence, but we are seven episodes deep. That's a really satisfying feeling. And I freaking love podcasting so much. And I find that creating them really energizes me. It's one of the ways that I know I'm in alignment with my highest calling because I don't feel drained by the process. I actually wake up excited to do podcast stuff, and I really enjoy doing the work that it takes to hit publish. But even so, a lot goes into producing a show. I mean, there's a whole web of work that spins behind the scenes week to week to produce new episodes. And although I pride myself on being pretty good at creating repeatable workflows and creating content in batches to make the most of my time, it's still a process that requires a lot of focus and energy. And I don't know about you, but as a mama with big dreams and ambitious goals, Sometimes it just doesn't feel like there are enough hours in the day to get all the things done. And I often find myself feeling this pull to like, get back to work, even when I'm supposed to be taking a break. Can you relate to that? Like there's this sense of urgency playing in the back of my mind saying, ah, you can't slow down right now. You have so much to do and you need to reach out to more guests and post more on social platforms and on and on and on the list in my mind will start to go until I've created like a mountain of work that I feel like I need to summit before I can give myself time to recharge. And when the work you're doing doesn't feel like work and it actually energetically fills you up, I think it's even harder to hit pause and to take a break when you really want and need some downtime. And there's a whole other dialogue that happens around my role as a mom and all of the things that I want to do for Waylon and as a wife and as a daughter, as a sister and as a friend. And I don't know about you, but for me, it's almost like when my body tries to slow down, my mind tries to accelerate into productivity mode. Even as I sit on the floor to hang out with Waylon, I find myself thinking that I should be folding laundry or something while I sit there. You know what I mean? It's like this pressure, or I don't know if pressure is the right word. Maybe it's just like a need that I feel to be accomplishing something. Like it's not accomplishment enough to just be sitting on the floor spending time with my son. (laughs) When really, there's no better investment of my time and energy when it cut right down to it. And the thing is that that hustle 24-7 mentality is not my vibe at all. That's definitely not the kind of life that I want to cultivate. I mean, part of the reason I love my entrepreneurial spirit so much is because it allows me the freedom and flexibility to create my own opportunities and to be intentional about the things that I'm saying yes to in my life. And I knew that when Gabe and I decided to say yes to growing our family, that I wanted to be able to really embrace that change. And we both agreed that it was important to us to make family time a priority. 
I heard a Gandhi quote this week that said, um, there's more to life than increasing its speed. And that just stopped me in my tracks because I really needed to hear that. I think sometimes, especially for the ambitious and driven dream chasers of the world, it can be so easy to get caught in this cycle of constantly chasing our dreams that we forget to slow down and actually let ourselves live them, right? I mean, I used to dream of becoming a mama, and I would visualize what it would feel like to spend time with my kids and to hold them in my arms. And now here I am, freaking living that visualization out in real time. I mean, it manifested into reality. And yet when I have the opportunity to be present with those precious moments, I find myself feeling pulled to get busy or feeling guilty for stopping and slowing down to soak those moments in. But what I find so interesting is that every single time I allow myself the space to just slow down and play for a bit, I actually come back to my work so much more focused and able to connect with what I'm creating on a much deeper level because I'm not working from a deficit. Even just getting outside to go for a walk recharges me in the best way. And I think it comes back to what we talked about in episode number three, you gotta guard your energy. And in that episode, I talked a lot more about guarding your energy from negativity, but I think it's equally important to guard your energy from burnout and overwhelm. And we do that by giving ourselves permission to slow down, knowing that we'll eventually get to everything that needs to get done. Or you know what? Maybe we won't, and that's okay. (laughs) Maybe the laundry doesn't actually end up getting folded and you're getting dressed from the laundry basket throughout the week rather than the closet. So what? The world will keep spinning. I promise it will. I loved what author Nora Roberts had to say in a recent interview that she did when she was asked how she balanced writing with having kids. And she said the key to juggling is knowing that some of the balls you have in the air are made of plastic and some are made of glass. If you know which balls are plastic and which are glass, you'll know which ones will shatter and which will bounce. I think that's really powerful, and that just stayed with me. Okay, I've got so many other thoughts on slowing down, but before we get into that, I just want to tell you about one of the ways that I slow down and intentionally create time and space to spend with my family, and that's with Instacart. You always hear folks saying how it takes a village to raise a child, but since at the time of this recording... We're parenting in a pandemic. Our village is predominantly virtual. So Instacart has become a cherished part of this new mama's village because they make it so easy for me to keep my family fed. In just a few clicks, I can easily fill my cart with all of the things we need to restock our kitchen, making it super easy to make nourishing meals at home. And that's one of the ways that we spend quality family time together. And the best part is that since we started using Instacart, we've actually saved money because I don't know about you, but no matter how on point my grocery list is, grocery stores make me impulsive. But with Instacart, I found that I really only add the things that are actually on my list because I don't have to battle the allure of the pastries and the random snacks calling my name from the aisles. And the icing on the grocery store cake is that your order is delivered right to your door in as fast as an hour. I mean, what a magical freaking time we're living in where you can knock out your grocery shopping from the comfort of your couch, in your pajamas, while the baby's sleeping, and you're binge-watching Outlander on Netflix. Just imagine all the time you could save with Instacart. Now that's how ambitious mamas get it done. If you want to experience Instacart for yourself, you can get free delivery on your first order over $35 by using the link in the show description. And hey, when you use my link, it lets Instacart know that I sent you, and it helps to fill my cup and keep the show going. So mama to mama, I just want to say thank you for supporting the show. Okay, back to today's episode. 
So have you ever noticed how when you fight your body's urge to slow down or to cultivate rest and play, that your body will oftentimes force you to slow down? I mean, how many times have you been pushing really hard toward a big event or a goal or a launch and you ended up getting sick? That's happened to me on so many occasions. And a good example of that is several years ago when we were planning our move to Nashville to go all in on my music career, I put together a team of good friends to do a Tough Mudder as kind of a send-off. And the idea was that I would take on Tough Mudder right before I made the move to Nashville so that when I encountered the musical equivalent of barbed wire and ice water, (laughs) I would remember that there's no obstacle too tough that I can't overcome. And if you know me or you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then that probably doesn't surprise you. I really like visual reminders of whatever it is that I'm in the thick of, things like affirmations to keep me focused. And I'm also clearly not afraid to sign a death waiver, (laughs) since I've done that on multiple occasions too. Although that may be different now that I have Waylon. (laughs) Anyway, in case you're unfamiliar with what Tough Mudder is, here's how they describe it on their website. Tough Mudder is an endurance event in which participants attempt a 10 to 12 mile long military style obstacle course designed to test mental and physical strength. Obstacles often play on common human fears such as fire, water, electricity, and heights. The organizers encourage teamwork and many of the obstacles are designed to be difficult to complete alone. Tough Mudder is a place for you to push your physical and mental limits without the pressure of competition. A community built on teamwork and overcoming obstacles where stepping outside your comfort zone is the reward. Okay, so at first I wondered why anyone in their right mind would ever voluntarily sign up for an event like this. I mean, one of the obstacles on the course involved barbed wire and ice water, and the other boasted 10,000 volts of electricity and mud. (laughs) And the course honestly terrified me, and yet that fear was exactly why I wanted to participate. Now, it should be noted that before Tough Mudder, I had never even attempted a 5K. That's not to say that I wasn't already relatively fit and working out regularly, but I'd never tested my endurance to that extent, and I knew that I was entering uncharted territory, and the idea made me feel so incredibly vulnerable. And it was seriously one of the most physically and mentally challenging things I've ever trained for. But I did it, and I was fiercely disciplined. I mean, I was up at 4 a.m. every morning working out to prepare my body to meet the physical demands of the event. I was eating clean and mentally preparing by doing things like taking cold showers. I mean, I was committed with a capital C. I was all freaking in. But honestly, I was pushing myself really hard And I wasn't doing a great job of prioritizing rest and recovery. And if you've ever done any kind of like high endurance workout or exercise, then you know how important rest and recovery are. And in addition to training for Tough Mudder, remember, we were also preparing for a big cross-country move to Nashville. So (laughs) a few weeks before the event, my team and I had planned to do a smaller like mud run in preparation for the big event. And a few days before that run, I injured my ankle moving stuff for our upcoming journey to Nashville, and it forced me to sit out the run. And I was so frustrated. But beyond just the practice mud run that I was missing, it basically halted a lot of my training altogether. And at this point, we were in the home stretch and I really needed that time to prepare. So the last thing I wanted was to slow down. So the minute my ankle healed, I started pushing myself really, really hard again, convinced that I could like somehow make up for lost time. 
which is such a fallacy, but whatever. And you know what ended up happening? I got a freaking cold and it took me out. And I also agitated an old rotator cuff injury. I mean, the universe was basically just screaming at me to slow the F down. And I wasn't listening, so it forced my hand. And I had no choice but to allow myself to rest. But you know what? Because I actually took the hint and let my body have what it needed, I was able to do Tough Mudder when it arrived. And that might not have been the case if I had decided to ignore the calls to slow down. And the point I'm trying to make here is that sometimes we're being called to pump the brakes and to slow down. And if we don't listen, Listen, the wheels just may fall off, forcing you to stop altogether, you know? So as I prepared for this week's episode, I found myself really reflecting on all the ways in my own life that I want to slow down and be more intentional about how I'm spending my days. Because that's just it, right? We're spending our days. You cash them in and they're gone and you can't get them back. And that's why I think there's such tremendous value in slowing down to really get clear on how you want to spend your days. I mean, turn them inside out. If you could design your perfect day, how would you spend it? I recently journaled in great detail what an ideal day, week, month, and year would look like for me and my family. And it's pretty incredible the light that that exercise shines on what you consider to be a priority and equally important, what's not a priority. But one of the themes that kept coming up for me was the desire for unscripted time, meaning time that's not weighed down by expectations. You know, when you go on vacation, I mean, I know for most of us, it's been a hot minute, but try to recall what it was like back in the good old days when we could travel. (laughs) And you were on vacation and you just completely lost track of time. And maybe you even lost track of what day it was. It was just the like most luxurious feeling, wasn't it? And that sense that you had nowhere in particular to be and nothing pressing to do. I always think back to a trip to Mexico that Gabe and I took years ago to visit my mom and we had an experience like that sitting on the beach and it was freaking glorious. I mean, I'll be honest, these days in this season of new motherhood, between feedings and naps and wake window tracking, like the days kind of feel like Groundhog Day anyway, and I lose track of what day of the week I'm on. (laughs) But that's about as close as I get to that beach in Mexico at this point in my life. (laughs) But when I was journaling, I kept envisioning a life in which I intentionally made space for more moments of spaciousness to exist, moments that aren't completely scheduled out. And don't get me wrong, because I love my planner and I love my schedules. They honestly help me to feel more grounded most of the time. But when I really examine the kind of life that I am aspiring to, it's one that includes ambition and spontaneity. So I came across a poem this week that I thought was particularly relevant to this conversation, and I'd actually seen it before, but it had been some time, and when I reread it, it just like really struck a chord with me. And so I'm going to read it here as I wrap up this episode. But fair warning, this poem always makes me cry. (laughs) And maybe it's the hormones. Maybe it's just a damn good poem. I don't know. You decide. But you've been warned. (laughs) And although this poem has to do with the experience of having children, I do think that it's a powerful sentiment for all of our relationships in life, even if you don't have children. So the author is unknown, and the poem is called The Last Time. From the moment you hold your baby in your arms, you will never be the same. You might long for the person you were before when you had freedom and time and nothing in particular to worry about. You will know tiredness like never before, and days will run into days that are exactly the same, full of feedings and burping, nappy changes and crying, whining and fighting, naps or lack of naps. It might seem like a never-ending cycle. But don't forget, 
there is a last time for everything. There will come a time when you will feed your baby for the very last time. They will fall asleep on you after a long day, and it'll be the last time you ever hold your sleeping child. One day, you will carry them on your hip and set them down and never pick them up that way again. You will scrub their hair in the bath one night, and from that day on, they will want to bathe alone. They will hold your hand across the road and then never reach for it again. They will creep into your room at midnight for cuddles, and it'll be the last night you ever wake up to this. One afternoon, you will sing the wheels on the bus and do all of the actions, then never sing them that song again. They will kiss you goodbye at the school gate, and the next day will ask to walk to the gate alone. You'll read that final bedtime story and wipe your last dirty face. They'll run to you with arms raised for the very last time. And the thing is, you won't even know it's the last time until there are no more times. And even then, it'll take you a while to realize. So while you're living in these times, remember there are only so many of them. And when they're gone, you will yearn for just one more day of them for one last time. Okay, I seriously cannot get through that poem without crying. (laughs) I don't know what it is. You see what I mean now? It's a freaking tearjerker. But I wanted to share that as just a reminder that we're all living through last times right now. And we have no idea that they're last times. So why not allow ourselves the grace to just slow down and soak it all in? I know that's my intention that I'm going to set for myself for this week and beyond. How about you? Gosh, that just gets me every time. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up for today, but I'd love to keep the conversation going with you. And if you want to connect with me over on Instagram, you can find me by searching Rachel May, that's May with an E, music. And if you want to connect with the show, just search for Mama's Cup of Ambition. And I'll link to all of that in the show description as well. Okay, so until next time, may your dreams be ambitious, and may your coffee be strong, and may we all just slow down enough to really savor every sip and a kiss all over our children or our partners or our dogs or all of the above or to just really freaking love on ourselves. Amen and amen. I'll talk to you soon.